0: Welcome to the City Life Family Podcast, a podcast for ministry leaders, young and old. Our aim is to equip you for the work of ministry and encourage you along the way. We, Kristen, is here in the room. Hey, Chris. Come on now. And we have the Eric Carpenter in the room. Eric. If you don't know Eric, Eric is our care director at our West location here in Omaha, Nebraska. He's awesome. Uh, So, Eric, tell us a little bit about why you got into this role of counseling and care.
1: Yeah, love that question. Uh, Well, it actually started out um, as a 17 year old boy. Come on, Um, I was actually looking up um, careers, and um, a lawyer came up, and I I, I realized they make a lot of money. Yes, and uh, I was like, I I think I might want to do that. Uh, No, but uh, actually, I I actually uh, um, got saved uh, shortly after, and um, one of my mentors asked me. He said, "Hey, what do you think you want to do when you when Mm -hmm. you grow up?" And I, I literally had no idea. I was like, man, you know, I, I can't say a career I want to do, but, but I want to help people. And, yeah. and, and I always met, I, I meant that I want to help people out. I don't know how that looks, how God was going to use me. Uh, and uh, my mentor said, hey, if that's what you really want to do, God is going to use you in that. Come on. And so I, I really hold, uh, held tight to that. And um, after college, um, just a, a quick snippet. Um, I would. I served overseas as a missionary for six years. Did nonprofit. Uh, then I came back in the pastoral realm. Uh, worked at Inner City Ministry uh, as a as a um, outreach pastor. Yeah. Uh, then planted c like KC. Come on. All right. Come that was like on. six years ago now. And um, and then um, uh, while we were planting the church, uh, I don't know if you guys remember COVID. 2020 oh, happened yeah that was a real me. thing um still um getting counseling for that <laughs> right. uh but i just realized honestly like people were hurting people yeah. were depressed people had mental illness they were isolated mm-hmm. um and uh, many of these people had just come to church um some of them were new believers they had families young families they're trying to figure out their life they're pre-med students and i realized there was a hole there was a mm. need and uh, i wanted to be able to obviously preach the gospel obviously make disciples but i also wanted to be able to say hey how can i enter into what they're feeling and right. really help them and, right. and not just you know pray for them praying yeah. for them is important but right. you know going going deeper yeah. and so i got my master's degree i'm actually uh, in three days uh you can celebrate i will be done with school let's oh, go yes, in three days and so um yeah i'm That's really sweet. looking forward to that um and so i really feel with, with counseling uh it's really uh, afforded me the luxury of understanding why is it that i do what i do yeah. why are people hurting If you don't know Eric, Eric
0: also has his doctorate degree in like spiritual formation. So he went back after he got his doctorate to get another master's degree, which is not a normal track, but that's (laughs) Eric's. And so uh, if you're (laughs) joining us, the topic that we're really pressing in today is how to move towards the broken and how to do it well, especially in the context of the local church. And so uh, Eric's obviously given his life to walking with people, especially in the body of Christ who are in a position of either they fell back into sin or they're suffering in some way and uh, need attention and care. And so, um, yeah, Kristen, what would you like to kick us off with?
2: Well, you know, as a church, why? Why do we move towards the broken, Mm. you know? And and how do we do that? What does that look like as Jesus followers?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, um, I'm reminded of Matthew 9. Uh, Mm. Jesus moved uh, with compassion towards people that were hurting, that were sick, they were hungry, they were poor, they were the oppressed. Uh, and he didn't just sympathize um, with their plight, uh, but he took action. Uh, he healed them, he fed them, he liberated them, and uh, his compassion wasn't passive. Mm. It wasn't a feeling. It wasn't like, oh, I, you know, I should, I should do something. Mm-hmm. It was active, and it was a force uh, to show people the kingdom of God mm-hmm. that was at hand. And that's why we do what we do. We want to be able to meet people where they're at, and like Jesus does and show them the kingdom of God. Mm. Everything starts Remember, uh, in, in, in Mark one fourteen, Jesus said, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand, yeah. um, and to repent and believe in the gospel and the good yeah. news. And so when we meet people where they're at, we, we don't want to just give them good advice. We don't want to yeah. just give them... Um, um, just our ear, but but we really want to give them more um, of, of who Jesus is and what Jesus has given to us. He's given yeah. us grace. He's given us love. He's given us compassion, mm. but he's given us life. Come on. And so we want to be able to help people down that path and listen to them, listen to their issues. Mm. Um, you know, all of us have issues. And so where is it that God's going to do a work in, in those issues? Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Um, I, I have a, a whole kinds of questions. First of all, my thoughts, as
0: you talked about Jesus's heart for the broken, I wonder what comes to mind for you, Kristen, like is there any scripture, is there anything like, just like your favorite scenes? I know. I'm just, of course I am. (laughs) But, but, but I, but I really do, you know, one of my immediate thoughts is in the old Testament of shepherds and the indictment that comes down from God on the leaders in Israel, that they were, they were really unfaithful shepherds, that the sheep were broken, they were scattered. And yet there was no one to give them attention and care and that, the shepherds fleece the flock you know they mm-hmm. took the profit and gains but they didn't actually walk with the people and I, I just even as you talk about the value that jesus has on it you know you can grow a large church and not care about the hurting people in the back um you can preach and you can promote and you can market and uh always be trying to take new ground um but not keep the ground that you've taken that's a little wounded mm-hmm. and falling behind and so i just I'm kind of haunted by those indictments, mm-hmm. you know, on Old Testament Israel and just saying, man, we we have to we have to value and champion that as not just church growth and how do we help get new people baptized, but how do we walk with the people who are walking through sin and suffering in our own church. So, I just didn't know if you had any of your favorite verses pictures of that, any any of those just the yeah, just those conviction levels of like, and how do we how do we do this like Jesus would have us to do it, you know?
2: Well, I mean, chances are I'd say most of our church is hurting. Yeah. Um, either presently, or they're bringing hurt with them right. from their childhood. That's right. Um, they're walking alongside right. someone that's hurting, mm-hmm. and so they're like, "Well, how do I do that well?" Uh, where I have seen it done super well is in our city groups. Yeah. Um, that space where people are gathering around someone yep. intimately. Yeah and uh, walking alongside them emotionally um, but then also physically like they're there they're walking alongside and preaching that truth over and over when especially those days you can't even do that to yourself Mm. you know reminding you of your purpose reminding you um, who you are in christ because there's so many times where you're just second guessing your identity and your purpose and what's what's the point this this hurts way too much Mm. so i'd say in my city groups you know i've seen that thank the lord i know that's not in every uh city group's case but um yeah those small communities Mm -hmm. where you're walking and doing life together yeah um i like also in our church how we talk about real stuff Mm. it's not the over your head kind of topics right um, but then also the tangible applications, like yeah. I can actually apply what they're saying right. to my current circumstance. Yes. Uh, yes, I've really appreciated that, just the real authenticity. Mm. But then you know what, another thing, Chris, and I think all of our pastors do this really well, you guys share about the real stuff. So oh. I know that I'm not the only one. Right. Like, wow, my pastor knows this. Oh. Wow, the director of counseling he understands because mm-hmm. he walked through it too or he knows oh, yeah. somebody that's walking through it. Wow. So just knowing that I'm not alone. Yes. Um, that yeah. I have leaders that yeah. understand or want to understand wow. but then also a community that's yeah. doing it with me.
1: Yeah, you know, to add to that, um, that's one of the, the, I've been on staff here for about a year now and one of the things I realized is like a lot of the counseling was already set up and mm-hmm. if you look at the structure, you've got community aspects and the community yeah is like basically shepherding people within city groups. Uh, It's shepherding people um, that uh, like no shame, men's ministry. There's all this equipment equipping. Uh, but then next it would be like pastoral care, right? And our church does a really good job uh, just of having pastors on staff right. that are willing, you know, to yeah. really help that out. And then last thing would be like the clinical side, yep, um, of um, of counseling as well. If if there's deeper suited issues, it's like yes, hey, we need we need you or the person needs six months to yeah. a year of a right. counseling, right? Right. That we have that. that. No, I love that. And
0: Eric, obviously, you're on the other end of trying to give care and and mm-hmm. counseling uh, here at City Light, but. I, I always wanna get personal with people. There's a reason you care about this. It wasn't just that somebody said, man, God could use you here, but was there a season of your life where you needed the church to be the church to you, where you needed somebody to come and help unpack things in your heart, where you'd say, man, I, I was really blessed when this person pursued, pursued me and sat with me and listened to me, prayed for me, fed me, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I probably wouldn't be in the game if they didn't help me get, get out of the ditch I was stuck in and get back into the game and help heal me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about that and how that's shaped now what you do.
1: Yeah. So when I was, um, I think sometimes there's ditches that, that we cause ourselves, but then also I I believe that the Lord takes us through deserts. And, um, when I was 22 years old, I was fresh out of college. Um, I was for four month period. I was, I was on my own. Mm. Um, I felt the Lord had led me to the East coast. I was mm-hmm. living in a beach house. Uh, it felt like it was paradise, but I didn't have direction. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know um, exactly like why I was there, um, but, the, but I knew the Lord had led me there. And so essentially, even in that hard time of, you remember being 23 years old? Oh my old, goodness. Living yes. on ramen noodles. Confusing. Yeah. Broke. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I was living on like $10 a month on groceries. Yes. Like yes. legit. Like I was eating pretzels for, Come on for now. dinner. And so it was one of those things though that like people came beside me along alongside me uh, the church did. Yeah, um, and I've got um, there's a uh, numerous couples that really just supported me, prayed for me, um, and and it, it, you know four months as a 23 year old felt like four years. Yes, but it was only four months. If you look at four months now, that's like that's t- you know two yeah. minutes. Um, um, but but um, really, my faith was really strengthened because I knew that God yeah. God was going to change me. Come on. He wanted to change my heart. Yeah. So a lot of times we go through things because God wants to change a heart. He mm. wants He wants us um to rely on him as well yeah and so i realized hey um i'm not god um i and and uh i'm the one that needs to change but mm-hmm. i need to have my reliance on god right. and right. so through that hard time i really trusted in the lord even more right and it really it really set me up for what i what i did for the next 20 years of my life right
0: that's that's so good yeah. yep
1: because yeah absolutely and we've all
0: been in there right like yeah. the, but the, the you kind of zoom out and you say i don't think i just led my life there i think the lord wanted to take me mm-hmm. and put me there so i could receive the grace of god through the people of god mm-hmm. things would break down in my heart and i'd be yeah you know, yeah
1: and the church saw that they saw right. me and they're like hey this this guy he's you know he wants to do the right things right you know i wasn't you know doing my own thing and and they came alongside me well, and that's they, awesome and, yeah so awesome okay so uh can i believe can i just unpack a little lie
0: that might keep people mm-hmm. from um, showing compassion towards people who suffer. Mm -hmm. So imagine there's a a city group or in your, whatever context of ministry, youth group, high school, college, whatever, somebody comes in and they've got a unique problem. They're like, man, I'm depressed. I'm tired. I'm, I'm feeling, uh, distant. I'm what I'm sad, whatever. I I have no money. I'm, I'm going through whatever problem is. One of the quickest ways that I've, the past been tempted to dismiss people's pain to say what dumb thing did you do to put yourself there mm-hmm. and and then you ask well why did you do that you know and and that that posture of every possible human situation with suffering is tied to somebody's lack of wisdom or sinful nature um, I've come to have that broken because some of it's not in people's control Yeah, and so help me understand how do you relate? Are they here because of their own sin and rebellion? Mm-hmm. They here because of a lack of wisdom, or are they here maybe because someone's sinned against them? And we live in a fallen, broken world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think
1: it's all of the above, and I, I think um, whether whether you're going to Saturday uh, basketball games or you know yeah uh, on, on Saturday mornings, and and you see all the people there that aren't churched right. and then you see the people that are the church. Yes. it's no different. Right, it's no different. The people that I will be counseling that I do count that we counsel that they're in the church and they're outside the church. Right. Um, and so I think you you kind of answered the question. It's all of the above. Yeah, you know. But I'm reminded of Jesus. You know, Mary Magdalene, um, the, the woman that was caught in adultery. Um, they wanted a stoner. They said, hey, Jesus, uh, Scripture says that. Um, we can do this. Yeah, we yeah. can do this. And so Jesus was like, um, you without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. And so I think we have to realize people all have stories. People um, wind up wherever they're at right. um, by their decisions, sometimes not by their decisions, by, correct. Other, by other people's correct. decisions. correct. And so we always need to be moving in with yeah. them with compassion yeah. and love. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm
0: going to drop into the weeds here for a while, but, uh,
1: just understanding that
0: like, even in our statistics in our society, Eric, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of mental illness. A lot of people didn't choose mental illness. That's Mm -hmm. just literally a genetic thing. Mm -hmm. Um, brains don't function right. Don't produce the right hormones and chemicals. Um, and so that's a real thing. Uh, people are struggling with another one, physical abuse, sexual abuse, trauma uh, as a child, some statistics have said one in three women will walk through something like that and you don't just get over that. And Mm so um, I guess what's happened in my heart as a shepherd is just understanding that when I look out at that, that crowd on Sunday, Mm -hmm. there's a thousand people sitting in front of me and so many of them have stories Mm -hmm. of suffering, have not just, Oh, I clicked on the website. Now I made myself an addict. It's somebody hurt me when I was young. Mm -hmm. Somebody took something from me somebody said something that has wounded me. Right. And so we, we're all carrying around that. We are both sinners and we've been both sinned against. And, um, and so how has that, I mean, has that perspective of just understanding man? the church is just so filled with people that are, that are, that have really walked through stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. So the, the, you can never judge a book by its cover. So yeah. you can never just assume like, hey, this person, this is, this is, this is what happened to them. Yeah. You know, you, it's like the, the the last person you'd expect that would happen to yeah. happens to them. Um, and, and one thing you said about mental illness, it is a real thing. Just, just um, many people are experiencing that. Yeah. My, my sister right now is currently, yeah. she's in a hospital right wow. now for, um, for bipolar one, yeah. so I did want to, you know, obviously pray for her in that. Um, but without Medicaid, without um, yes medical, yeah. like she'd be. Most people are going to be on the streets, yes, absolutely. And so it definitely has given me a different perspective when I see people that are homeless. Absolutely. It's like, what is their story? Like, why are they really there? Correct. You know. And so some people, it, right. it, it's not, but it's not by their own doing. And so you 100%. can't just judge it and right. cast them away. Right. Um, but again, yeah. Um, whenever you're looking out and uh, in, uh, in the congregation, there's people coming from all walks mm-hmm. of life. Um, but I think that you never want to minimize what's happened to them, wow. and you never want to gloss over it but you really want to walk with them in that and and that again that's um the cool thing about counseling that i've that i've seen is like there's not just one person that's just I'm counseling them. They're being counseled by like 10 different people. So right. they're in a city group. Yes. Uh, they're going to church on Sundays. They're doing, um, they're serving, Right. they're doing clinical counseling. They're doing pastoral counseling. And that's very important mm-hmm. because it, it, it takes a, it, it takes a whole family to do right. that. And that's what the church is about. W- we want the broken to be there. They need to be there. All right. That's who Jesus came to, to, yes. the, to heal was the sick. yes. Um, and so just to be able to have a church that actually opens the doors for that is very important. Come on. Where people feel safe, people, for her, people feel heard and valued. And I think that's one of my my biggest jobs is if someone ever walks away saying, hey, I, I just didn't feel heard, I didn't feel valued, like that's, I'm not in the right position, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, we're, we're not in the right line of, of work Right. that happens. We need to be doing that. We yeah. gotta be doing that. That's, yeah. that's number one. Yeah, like absolutely. The yeah,
0: the challenges of what people are walking through are very real, but the opportunity for the church mm-hmm. to help Um, facilitate some measure of healing on this side of eternity is great. Between the family of God listening to them, between the gospel presenting Mm -hmm. new identity, new truth, um, and then also just them having a redeemed community of people who are also walking and saying, hey, I've been sinned against, I've suffered, I've walked through those things. I just... I think that the the church should be actually helping, Mm -hmm. not people hide, but actually experience some measure of healing as they walk in the light. So um, part of that's having these conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So give me a thought here. I want to ask you, you know, for your average person, I think we're all a little afraid of saying the wrong thing. uh, And so um, wanted to ask, you know, what would that, what would that look like? Let's say somebody comes to your city group. Is there certain things that you're like, please don't say this? This yeah. is like red flag, don't do it. Uh, or are there other things that you would say, yeah, th- there, this this would be a great thing to respond to somebody who's in sin and suffering?
1: Yeah, so I think first of all, I... Um I actually enjoy awkward. Yeah. I, I think you do too. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think you. I think you do awkward well. And so when people bring things up, uh, the first thing is you, you can't like be you know, like shocked, surprised. Like right. you did what? You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Do uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. No judgment. So you don't want to judge people, uh, but you also want to be able to say the cool thing is that you said is, and I have this in my notes is that um, we fear walking towards people that are in need because. We fear it because we don't know what to say. We right. don't know how to help them. Right. And you know what? We're not going to know how to help yeah. them. But yeah. we walk towards them. And that's what I love about Jesus. He walked towards, he saw yeah. He saw the yeah. need. Yeah. He walked to them. And he, we realize, I think what we have to realize as a church is that we're building his kingdom. We're right. building the kingdom of God. Individuals, families, they strengthen um, the church, yes. and we all need help. We we're all broken in some way, yeah. uh, and so being willing to serve and being being willing just to move to people, they don't need you to say a lot. Right? They don't. Need, they just need you to listen. Active listening skills are awesome. Yes. Um, they want you to listen, on, like to know that they're understood, and then to be able. You could ask a few questions, um, but be basically read the situation to know how you can serve their need yes. and and let them feel heard, valued, and walk away knowing that. Knowing that they're loved, knowing that they have a friend, hundred percent, hundred. That's the beginning. That's just hundred percent of it, right there. Yeah, yeah. And, and
0: oftentimes people are looking for a magical verse, right, Eric? Like, mm-hmm. if, okay, so I listen, I affirm, I ask, what? Okay, did I hear you say this? I think this is what I think you're saying. Maybe ask some follow up questions, and we think, well, did I do enough? Mm-hmm. And I think so much of it is like you're ninety percent there, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. right? Don't no, so, uh, and so there's obviously unique skills that. trained professional counselors you guys you guys have but for lay people who are trying to say i want to provide some measure of care uh for the youth pastor saying hey i want to care for these teenagers that are actually asking me hard questions um that's that's a lot uh what do you you know where do you see the word of god fitting into your ministry of care do you do you feel like the word has a place there oh yeah uh yeah oh
1: 100 so my favorite um pastoral counseling um in the past, the pastoral counseling I've done is, you know, you got marriage, you got marriage counseling, right? Yes. And they go to your church and right. you got to say to yourself, do you understand the gospel? Are right. you a Christian? Right. Like, so that look, when you're asking about the word of God, um, I always start there like, Hey, yep. who are you before Christ? what is the gospel tell me what the gospel is right. and when they see others when they tell their stories and like jesus is in it yeah then then we gotta we you know we go a little bit deeper we you know we're going to right. romans yeah <laughs> John, through yeah John yeah John yeah <laughs> you know so like we're doing we're doing we're, we're giving the word of god and 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 also i think it's important to know that there's no fi- quick fix what one of my um i always thought that when you go to counseling you gotta go like six times and you're fine yeah. and like i learned that really quickly that was so so naive of me to yes. think that like Counseling could take six months, a right. year, a lifetime. Yeah, and so um, just realizing like the depth that people yes. are actually walking into. Yes. Uh, but I think I think the gospel, like they have to understand that like you're not here for advice. You're not here for like, hey, yep. uh, try harder, or do better. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to help you. Here's the three keys that you have yep. gotta do. Yeah. That's not my job. Right. Um, our job is to understand pastorally where are they at. Yeah. Uh, spiritually yeah um because that also is if you're not a believer then why why right. are you going to be how are you going to be convicted of right. sin yes you know? correct yes uh, so it's important to know where people are at and yeah yeah, yeah.
0: And, and i think that's exactly. i love that heart because the counseling room can really become a discipleship space mm-hmm. for so many people they just need to trust in christ and they need to be filled with the holy spirit need yeah. to be called to repentance yeah need to be called to believe truth instead of lies uh but also need to be seen and i I love that because in our culture, we want to be a gospel-centered church. We want to be a family of gospel-centered churches. And that should say, because the gospel tells us that since, you know, Genesis 2 and 3, there's fallen and brokenness in this world. And nothing is as it should be. Our minds don't work like they should be. Where did mental health come from? It came because sin entered this world. Yeah. And it fractured how we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. And why is why are we confused in creation? And it's hard for us to experience truth and know who we are. And why do we sin against each other? Well, just read your Bible. We've been killing each yeah. other and yeah. hurting each other since, since we left the garden. And so yeah uh, people in a fallen, broken world are going to need to be seen, cared for, prayed for. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to need to be reminded of truth. And so, yeah. um, I think that's just what it looks like to be a healthy center yeah. church. Uh, okay. So if, if part of it is you kind of just saying that if, if you put a different lens on, if you're someone who's suffering in the church, mm-hmm. what would you encourage people to do?
1: Yeah. First of all, I think there's, um, when it comes to our suffering, sometimes there's shame. around it. Yeah. Um, and there's isolation. I mean, that was, that's what happened. That was happening with COVID 2020. People were isolated. They were alone. They, they didn't, they wanted to make it look like they had all the answers. Um, and so wherever you're at, if you're isolated, um, man, like that's where the church has to step up and be the church and, and be, um, a a family of, of believers that can really rally around people. So, but if you're suffering, um, highly encourage you to be able to get to help to family members friends yep. Um, there's a the pastoral realm my one of our bi- biggest roles is to be able to meet with people and then help them with their next steps right you know what i mean help right. them with the next steps and with within the within the city group like there's so many relationships it, we're, yeah. we're all built on relationships chris yeah and so when when people are in need we can also say, "Hey, this person here, my yes. sister, dealt with that. Yes. So come talk to me, bro. Yes. I can give you some, you know." Yes. I mean? So like that's it's it's all like the what is it the the, the five stuff yes. from Kevin Bacon or whatever. Like there's we're all connected. Yes,
0: you know? yes. Um, but but that's so helpful though. Exactly what you said, Eric is like one just make a conviction as I'm not going to suffer in isolation. I'm not going to hide. Uh, I'm not just going to hope this works itself out over time. Yeah. But there's no shame and condemnation of raising your hand saying. I actually need somebody helping me here. I gotta unpack this. I can't unpack my own heart. I'm going through some things. I'm dealing with some things. Um, we should be open for that as a church. So don't hide, don't hope that you just gets better. And you've got to kind of navigate if you're listening to this, where's the appropriate step? Who's a safe place for yeah. me to go to? Yeah. And so how do you how do you encourage yeah. people like and
1: I, and I would say like so like let's say that you've got it like a an addiction. Um it, it, if you go to a city group and you yeah. don't know any of those people, probably not the best place. Right. Until like, just twenty five people. We're yeah. about to pray before dinner. Yeah. Yeah, kids and are there. Kids are there. You, You're like, you know, hey, I've been probably, cooking. Yeah, 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 no, don't yeah. be doing. We're probably, probably don't do it there. <laughs> but um, no, like, like, like the appropriate steps is first of all, even talk to God. Like, man, you gotta confess yes, it to the Lord yes, first of all. Yes. You know, yep. and say, Lord, I need your help. I need yep. your strength. Um, yeah. lead me. Where do I go from yeah. here? And God is gonna answer that question right. just like when He invites us in. We say lord i want to serve yeah. he's going to invite us in he's not going to close the door right and so it starts really with god and you just yeah. say hey lord I, I need your help this is where i'm struggling right uh it's not gonna be easy but i want to confess that first of all right and uh, it loosens those right. chains of right. my heart
0: right hey what are some reoccurring issues as you counsel and care for people that you're seeing happen in the life of the church whether it's unforgiveness yeah. addiction mental health um abuse that's happening in relationships is it are you, anxiety I, mean, I I can only imagine yeah. but is there any common themes that you're seeing this is kind of what's happening behind, yeah. you know behind the curtain
1: well I'll just I mean yeah we're, we'll keep it real here I mean I'll, I'll, there's been a lot of suicides yeah you know a lot of mental health um, in our church yeah. and so that that's a real thing where yeah. it, it it affects people you yeah. know and and that that decision um, affects so many people yeah you does. know when that happens and so yep. uh, being able to have a church that people can go to um, yep. we've been able to counsel um, pretty pretty um, pretty well there yeah. um and and being able to stay alongside them but also give them the community right. that they need uh another one a- again anxiety uh depression yes. but this is even for like it doesn't 15 year olds 18 year old social media right. i mean it's it's all it's all across the board 25 yeah. year olds um a lot yeah. of that um yeah. i'd say a lot of you know marriage issues and and, and i want to encourage people on this is i feel like the cool thing about the great thing about the church at city light is we we want to be able to serve people's needs before they have red, um, right. uh, red, um, 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 before it, before it, there's a disaster that happens, right. in right? Yes, yes, yes. All yes, right, yes, the, yes, there's red flags. Yes. We, we want to be able to help people out before that, and Correct. so we do have um, many proactive yeah, training, proactive yeah. training, yep. mentors, leaders yep. uh, that really help that out. Yep. And so those are those are those are the main things that, yep. I, w- that I would say that we see day and yeah, yep. If you're
0: speaking to elders and pastors, not everybody who's listening to this podcast can build out an entire you know care team with two paid mm. professionals and then a lay team of volunteers and, you know, at City Light Omaha, that's a little different than some of our other churches that are church plants Mm -hmm. or in other stages of their church. And so um, what are some things that you would say, man, if I were just to try to install a culture of care within the life of a a local church that may not be uh, our scope or size, what are some great things that they could at least put into place?
1: Yeah. So there's, um, I would definitely say with um, within their own church, There's got to be people. I mean, if you got a 200 person church, there's going to be people there that have gone through some training, some sort of training. They've gone through the ringer, and so I do. I, I would use lay leaders. I would also look at. I know. With clinical counseling, like that job's not going away anytime right, soon. All right. right? And so right. there's m- so many people are coming in and out. And so being able to understand the resources, where the resources right. at to be able right. to help people out? Yes. You don't want to just reinvent the flywheel. You don't want to do right. you don't want to do everything for yourself. So I would use your elders, I would use your lay people. Um, use people and um, within the community yeah um, because they do want to help correct and so you just have to understand and then people will tell you the best advertisement is people yeah you know and yeah. so people will tell you where to go and people will tell right. you where not to go right correct <laughs> but that's how we did it
0: Eric when we before we had this whole care team is we we found some great counseling centers in our city and made partnerships with them so that if it got beyond our level of expertise because some sometimes these issues are beyond our level of expertise There's certain things we would say, Hey, you know what? We so appreciate you walking in the light, confessing that we were praying, but there's some folks that you need to walk with that are really trained in this area. And that's not tapping out. That's just serving them and helping them. Yeah. Uh, But I, you know, the one thing I think we, we need to, it it was Kristen's point, but just city groups to me are just the first line of defense. Mm -hmm. If you're in community Things can get seen before they get to a crisis point. You can raise your hand and say, we need a little help before it gets too deep. Mm -hmm. And I think if I have any burden, man, it's just been that (sighs) I can get really sad when it gets so far that people announce it's over Yeah. Uh or we hear about the suicide after. And I'm like, man, no, he literally never told me that Mm -hmm. things weren't okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, I'm praying, God, would you help people come out of hiding earlier um, so this can get identified.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and I think a testament to the church too is the people that I that I meet with pastorally. There's about eighty five percent of them are in a city group. That's so, and awesome. so that's a that's awesome. And yeah. so I think that's a, but that also tells you that because they're in community, yeah, they're able to like, hey, yes. I can get the help I need. And yep. so, yeah, people that aren't in community, I think it's going to be harder. It's yep. easier for them to isolate. Yep. It's easier for them to mask. Yeah, it's easier for them to just
0: yeah, yeah. Just keep, keep going deeper. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, I just want to say thank you for your ministry. Eric. Yeah. You could be giving your life to a lot of things, and uh, to give your life to care for the saints that are suffering yeah. and broken. And and if you're a pastor, elder, or ministry leader listening to this, just please do be taking time. How do we? How does our church? How does our ministry? Um, care for the people in our body that might be limping along and need just a little bit extra care before yeah. they get back on the front lines. And uh, that's not a waste of energy and resources. That's just loving our dear brothers and sisters. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I, and I want to give you guys a, a compliment here too. Like when people are in crisis, um, you know, it's unexpected. So they you can never just say, hey, I can pencil you in next week right?" at about 11 o'clock if you have <laughs> yeah. a crisis. Like, so it's always unexpected. Yes. And so one thing that pastors do a great job of, Chris and Gavin, is that a lot of times stuff happens you guys are on vacation yes you know what i mean like it's like the first day first First day first day That Happens all the time to you yes. guys, you know, and and you guys are there to serve her, yeah. you know, 60, 80 hours of working, kids are sick, yeah, you're preaching like in an hour, you know, so still got to so, come back in, yeah, Good for the so, folks, yeah. So, uh, I do have to give you guys some credit. Leadership, it, yeah. it always goes down, and yeah. so like you guys aren't there, like saying, Hey, even though I'm on staff, you don't look at that and say, Hey, that's your job, you know, right. Sam, um, Joe, all those guys, I, I come in there. Up here, at seven a.m. They're We're with, with people. people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I, I just think it is a good. We have a great culture of yes. shepherding well. Yeah. And not just man teaching the word. And, that's right. And, and then we'll, hey, uh, good luck with uh, that. Uh, night there's night. a
0: one guy. There's one yeah. guy that does it in the whole body. Yeah. No, that's that's hopefully not how we handle this. Yeah. Uh, Eric, appreciate you, man, and uh, so grateful to have you here at City Light Omaha. And I just want to encourage any of you across the City Light family if you have questions about care, um, and you guys, your team needs help, uh, your elders need help. Uh, we would love to share. Eric, Ben, others in our church that can help build out any processes for you. So thanks so much for listening. Appreciate your time, Eric. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Yeah.